Hello, this is Christina from Wild Child Spirit. So today's chapter 10 is called Change Your Perspective. And we want to share how a move to the jungle in Mexico made a big change in us and a big change in our perspective on certain things. <laughs> so as you know, we were in Mexico and we started out in Tulum. And we booked a place, Airbnb, for two weeks to talk mouth to mouth. As we shared with you in chapter nine, this is how we like to find our long-term places. And we actually ended up finding a house in the jungle. And it was not at all what we thought we would. We thought, ah, oh, we're going to go to the beach. But when we saw the house in the jungle, it was the house we resonated most with. And we just decided to follow our heart and we went to say yes to rent this house for six months in the jungle. So we moved into this beautiful, beautiful jungle house and we had so much new to learn. First of all, we had to learn the silent of the jungle. It's not silent at all. It's silent from human activity, but it's actually pretty noisy for those of you who haven't been in a jungle with sounds of constantly insects, frogs, and we even had um, a jaguar we could hear sometimes. Um, so it, it was it was very new and very beautiful and none of us have been living in the jungle before. We like to be in the forest in, in Europe but never in the jungle. And um, the guys that uh, were responsible for making sure that everything was good with us, he said, okay, tomorrow I will come to you so you can you can learn your way through the jungle and there is some practical stuff you need to know when living in the jungle. Just like, okay. <laughs> and the next day he came and he said, okay, let's talk about your house pets. I was like, house pets? Do we have pets? <laughs> and then he said, yeah, first of all, um, your roof is palafa roofs. And those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's made out of... Um, I don't know what kind of palm uh, palm leaves it is, but it's this uh, natural roof. And he said, inside this roof, if roof, if you look up, you can see Scorpios, big Scorpios, black Scorpios. He said they're not deadly, um, but it does hurt. And this is how you do if you get stung. But don't be afraid of them. It's like, okay, <laughs> we're not afraid of Scorpios. And then he said, you will meet a lot of tarantulas big big hairy tarantulas and we were thinking okay <laughs> and he said they're very humble they walk very slowly and this is what they do and he teaches us that if they get scared or want to defend themselves this is how they do and when they do these kind of things you have to back up all these kind of things we had to learn with with all these animals and we can share with you this is not the main topic i want to talk with you is something completely different and beautiful But we did had a um, Scorpio accident. Not here. I got stung by one, but that was way later. It was actually not in this house. But we had one of the first days Scorpio fell from the roof, uh, roof uh, into um, the sofa where Maga and I were sitting, and we got so scared that we just jumped up, and I just threw my iPhone through the whole house, and it completely cracked. <laughs> And then we were also landing in Mexico on the Caribbean side when it was hurricane season. 
Um, so there was actually, we experienced three hurricanes while we were there. And because the jungle gets really flooded, um, this is where pets like tarantulas like to seek peace and dryness and silence in your house. So we actually had a big one moving into our toilet. And the first time we saw her, we were, to be fair honest, almost shitting our pants because she was bigger than Mark's hands and he had a big hand. <laughs> and she ended up staying in our bathroom for a week or two. Um, so it was quite an experience, but we ended up being friends with her and we petted her a little on the legs. So it, it, it was very beautiful. We actually also have crocodiles um, in the Cenote nearby. And we were told that when it's rained a lot, there was a few cenotes and sometimes it can be flooded and go together. So when we were crossing the jungle rows and we could walk in water sometimes to the knees, we should... We should be aware of crocodile, not be afraid. Um, they never had any accident with it, but just to be aware of this and snakes. So that was the situation. We were in the jungle, <laughs> as of real in the jungle. But what I want to share, especially today, is, as I said, the change of the perspective. Because something we learned that we was not aware of is that in this part of the jungle is Maya owned and Maya ruled. So some practical information. So this jungle is about eight kilometers out of downtown Tulum. So it's actually just 15 minutes on a scooter, on a motorbike to go to downtown or go to the beach to Tulum. So it's pretty near. But when you go into the jungle side, it's no longer owned or ruled by the government. So the government have nothing to say here. It's, it's the Mayan law and Mayan rule. And to be fair honest, we love that. For many reasons. <laughs> and what we also learn is that the families around us, most of them had deep roots in the Maya. So we quickly became, as a part of their tribe, became friends with them. And we had beautiful nights sitting with these people around the fire and talking about life. And especially, it was very interesting for Mark and I to hear about their roots in the Mayans, because both Mark and I had a call to someday visit a place where the Mayan had the roots and see the pyramids. So as we very unexpected ended up right here in the jungle, surrounded by Mayan families, is definitely something that resonated 100% in our hearts. So we just took everything in we, we could from them of teaching and learnings. And we actually learned a lot about chocolate. And what I can share is that both Mark and I had a hang on chocolate. But I guess if you don't have a hang on chocolate, something is wrong with you. Sorry. <laughs> we have a hang on chocolate. And especially um, raw chocolate and ceremonial chocolate, which we became familiar with the first time when traveling to Bali. And we learned the benefits of drinking ceremonial chocolate and to a point that we brought 10 kilos home with us to Denmark for personal use. <laughs> so because we drew, we had a lot of chocolate, but we also um, arranged a few cacao circles with close friends or very close tribe. Nothing big commercial, but just very close. Um, so we did had a very big interest in chocolate. But what we didn't know at, at that point is that 
it's believed that the, um, the chocolate was invented, um, the chocolate drink from the Mayans and the Incas. So there we were with a big interest of chocolate. And what we also can share with you is that Mark and I back and forward had, have talked about this passion for chocolate maybe should evolve to something later. <laughs> so, so being with them, learning all these beautiful things about chocolate was, was so beautiful. But something that was new to us was the plants of the jungle. Because this was something we also learned quite a lot about while being there. And hereby, not just the beautiful flowers and the beautiful palms <laughs> growing around in the jungle, the medicines. So, and what I mean with the medicine is that like normal leaves that you can drink as tea if you have a cough or if you have something, stomach ache or you have a parasite. But something that was new to us was the medicine of the jungle. And when I say medicine, I mean the full perspective of medicine. I mean from picking up small leaves you can cook as a tea if you have a parasite to the more, how do you say, interesting medicine where if you eat it, you will have these psychedelic visions. And they were sharing everything around us. This is for, you can use this for headache. You can use this for snake bite. You can use this for the flu. But something that was very new to us was the big use of mushrooms. And I'm not talking about the juicy portobello mushrooms that are good on a barbecue. I'm talking about the small funky ones with psilocybin inside. And before I go further, here is some important information for you. Because to make this um, chapter about change your perspective, you need to know Mark's and I perspective on this kind of mushroom before we enter the jungle. My background and also Mark's background is that we were schooled to believe that mushroom in that kind of mushroom is a drug not to be touched. I clearly remember in school time where we have this lesson about drugs, about amphetamine, coke and all these ecstasy, all these kind of medical made drugs. But I remember clearly they mentioned mushroom and something very dangerous and you should never eat it and it gives you crazy visions and all these kind of things. And when I grew a bit older, I remember at a night I was out with one of my best friends and her boyfriend brought in some other friends to the gang. And we were going out, you know, for dancing and having a blast. And I remember these new friends that were brought into the gang. They were really drunk, drinking a lot of alcohol. They took amphetamine or coke, something like that. And then later on, they were eating mushrooms. And what I remember from that night is because it was my first time I saw something, someone eating mushrooms. And they were horrified because they saw that all the faces looked like melted monsters and they were freaking out that oh my god this looked like and, they were, and I remember it was completely cares. So this was my first um inter interceptions with mushrooms and it was not a nice one. Uh, later on I saw the mushroom used when I was traveling in India in both in a more medicine, more meditative way, but again I saw it mostly that we go dancing to go a rave and then we eat mushrooms. So it was my kind of perspective on mushroom that they were a drug. 
Mark's perspective was kind of the same because he worked with homeless people and drug addicts. So he has seen how they eat mushroom as a gateway. With that said, both Mark and I have a very personal interest in plant medicine. And when I say plant medicine this time, I mean, for instance, if you are sick with something, to find it through nature instead of going through pharmaceuticals. So if you had a headache or if you have a stomach ache, parasite, whatsoever, I would always and Mark would always find it in the plants. We will do that before we will go to a doctor saying, I have this, can you help me with some pills? So we have a natural interest in, interest in plants. This is also something I can share much more about later because we did self-study for many, many years around this. And we help quite a lot of people with different periods of time with sickness to get out of it through plants. So when we had this interest, we of course already had a door open in our mind and in our heart when we looked at the mushroom, looking at them as something produced by Mother Nature. Because I see personally, and Mark too, there's a big difference in drugs made pharmaceutical with chemical stuff inside and the plants growing in nature. So of course we had a door open to change our perspective, but I think it was important so you knew our background on how we have seen mushroom, heard about mushroom and seen them being used. But here we were sitting with these beautiful people and I remember a talk we had with this girl. She was around, I think she was 16 or 17, not much older. You will believe she was maybe 40 or 50 because of the very grounded way she were and because yeah, her groundedness and her knowledge, she was, she was so interesting. And what that was very interesting was when she shared that she's grown up with mushroom being a normal plant medicine. So she learned when she was around four years old to find mushrooms with her grandma and mother. And they picked them after the rainy season when they started to pop up. And they will, they will microdose them here and there. They eat a little microdose one day. One day they don't, and then they microdose a little. So for her, she was starting eating mushroom in microdose when she was a very young girl. And she shared this with me and Mark, that when they believe in their tribe, that when you turn around 14 or 15, your uh, life can go in two ways. So if you, if you imagine in front of you a why, so you start at the bottom of the Y and you travel up. And then when you turn 13, you can the, the Y splits into two and the V. And you can go the way where you don't really know who you are and what you want to do and it can be a bit troublesome. Or you can go in a way where you know who you are, you know what to, what to do. And they believe in you at that point of life, you will have a cacao ceremony. So here's the cacao. <laughs> So you will have a cacao ceremony with mushrooms inside and it will be maybe three grams of mushrooms. So not an insane big dose, but also not 
a microdose. For those of you who already been eating mushrooms, you know that three grams is the point where you will have um, psychedelic visions and you will it will work in your body for, for quite some hours. So what they do is that they share this cup of cacao and most of the time they would not do it with the mother because the mother will be too close with them. So they will do it with the abuela, the grandma or the grandpa if the grandma is not there or something that is next row after the, um, the mom. And you will drink this cacao with psychedelic mushrooms. Imagine this. I don't know where you're from, the one who listens to but imagine this, that you in the age of 13 are drinking a cup of cacao with psychedelic mushroom with, with your grandma <laughs> from where I'm from from Denmark I would have loved to do that with my grandma um, but it's pretty difficult to imagine but it will be it would have been amazing and I'm sure my life would been have been a slightly different but anyhow this is what they do with full support from the whole family because they believe when they have this ceremony and with the vision they will be so connected to the root within themselves and the root um, into mother nature so they will know exactly who they are and what they are supposed to do in life and i found this information very beautiful and mark and i were very curious about their perspective on mushroom and slowly we started to change our perspective on mushroom because we decided to be fully open because we were there for a reason and we were there to learn and something that they shared with us which we later on Mark and I because we didn't know as I told a lot about mushrooms when we entered the jungle house but after that I can share later we we ended up really studying them to learn more but they got my they got me curious when she said the things is is with the mushroom is that they have root a root system into the ground, and a lot of scientists is is calling that the mushroom is similar to the web, like the internet. So they are the internet in nature because their roots go and they connect from tree to tree to plant to plant, and we actually ended up watching a documentary where they measure um, the, the message how to say it from the mushroom so if one day where you could see the mushroom with the roots in a tree and if the tree got attacked by insects or with some sickness the trees nearby will have the message through the mushrooms roots and they will start to protect themselves for not getting the same sickness or they will release, I don't know how, this is a, a documentary we can share, we already shared with you in, in the newsletter. And all this was so interesting how they communicate inside, but this is one thing. But then on the spiritual side, they share with us, the tribe, they share with us, that they also believe that these mushrooms, of course, then are connected to our ancestors. Because when the ancestors are buried into the ground, some of their knowledge because when they dissolve and they become into earth and the insects will eat them and trees will grow out of this earth, all this have the knowledge from the ancestor. So they believe strongly, and I must say I do too now, 
that when you eat the mushroom, let's say when you when you are in this specific jungle and you eat these specific mushrooms growing there, you will be much connected to what's going on there, the whole energy in this jungle. And everything resonated 100% both in Mark and I's heart. So what we did is that we like to be nerdy. So we don't, we love when people share knowledge and stories. And if we get curious about something, we like to do our own research. And this is exactly what we did here. And before I go further, if you're listening to this and you think it's quite interesting and you want to go eat some mushroom, my advice to you would be do some research. Do your own research. Look into it. And maybe you didn't subscribe to our newsletter, but what we do in our newsletter when we send out, we, we share a new podcast, we put links in for some of the information. And in this case, we put some links to documentaries and books that we've recommended, books we've read and documentaries we watch. But if you have any question at all, you're much welcome to contact us through our website and we will help you if possible, with information. But what, what we did next is that we started to research because we were curious. So we started to, to watch all these documentaries. One of the things we learned in one of the studies we saw was that new neuropathways get connected in your brain when you eat mushrooms, also when you microdo mushrooms. And I think it's important because you might question now, what is microdose mushrooms compared to when people take a ceremony dose? The microdose in, is in such a little amount, it's like a drizzle. So what they do sometimes is that they dry them and make powder out of them. And then you can drizzle it in a cacao and you drink it and you don't actually feel it. You will feel... You will feel something after a longer period of microdose, but you don't feel it today you eat it. You don't feel extra happy and you don't have any crazy visions or you don't have hallucinated um, dreams by night. You, you just, over time, something changed in you. So, but we were very interested in this microdosing thing. We said, okay, what is it and how does it work? And I remember that we saw this study where they, it was actually in Edinburgh, where they contacted, I don't know how many families, but it was pretty much because there's something when you need to study plant medicine, you, you need a certain amount of people to do it before you can actually call it a study. So it was quite a lot. I think maybe it was 100 families. And the, while I say families, it, it is families with kids. And the parents would be giving a dose for microdosing these mushrooms over a period of, I think it was three months or something. And what I noticed when we were looking into this study is that all of them said that they felt uh, a big change in our perspective on time and on their creative passion. And all of them said that they suddenly felt a big urge to be more together with the kids to be more creative with them. So when they pick them up from school or institution, they will they will go into nature with them. They will build stuff, they will draw, they will paint, they will dance, they will do something creative. All of them said this. 
And I found this very interesting that the mushroom changed something in them that they felt this was more important than anything else. Um, already now we are homeschooling Elliot or world schooling and we spend time with him from when he gets up in the morning to when he, when he goes into dreamland. So it's not that we need inspiration to be more creative with Elliot, but I got really curious about this study and if I can find it, I will also share this in the newsletter. If I didn't find it early enough to share it in a newsletter, I will I will continue searching for it because I like to share this actually. So we use quite a lot of time to research this. And of course, as you can imagine, we decided that we were very open to microdose. So we started to microdose it for 30 days with the recommendations from the family who already do it. And how we did it is that we got this um, dried mushroom and that we were having a very little sprinkle every third day so we will have a day where we were microdosing and then we'll have two days where we didn't and then we will do it again and we did that for 30 days and I want to share some chains that happened in our mind in Mark's way what happened to him is that he got he changed his way of looking at mathematics when he was younger and in school he always find it difficult to learn mathematics and he thought and looked at, at himself as a failure in mathematics. And now you're thinking, but isn't he trading? Yes, today he's trading and working with mathematics. And he was already doing that at that point. But when he started to microdose, he suddenly noticed that his understanding of numbers changed. So when he went into the website to see how is the trading goes, how is the market, how would it look in the future, he suddenly saw patterns. He could see very clearly there's a pattern in that. You, these numbers goes, when it goes down, these numbers comes very uh, frequently. So he, he suddenly saw some new things that he'd never seen before and his understanding of mathematics really opened up on a whole new level. Something that also opened up was his way of seeing music so i need to share that mark is a very musical person um he had piano lesson when he was young and he's that kind of person so when you walk into a music store and there is a didgeridoo he never played on a didgeridoo but he will go to it and he will play on it as he, as if he have played on it his whole life and when he plays on jumper or drums People are always saying, oh, you're really good. Did you take a lot of lessons? He's like, no, I'm just freestyling. So he's that kind of musical. So it is in his blood. But what happened when he started to microdose, what was his interest of mixing sounds? So he got inspired by the sounds of the insects. And so he actually started using some of the knives to sit and do electronic music. So that was a quite interesting change in him. For me personally, I got a very, like, as if my mind and heart opened a lot to the interest of plant medicine. And I don't know how this worked, but my scent, uh, my smelling um, scent got stronger uh, after I started microdosing. So I would, I would smell the jungle in a much stronger way. And I could walk to the jungle and then suddenly something got my attention and I will walk in the direction and I will find a tree or a leaf or a flower 
and I will look at it and I'll say, I think this is medicine. And then I will take a picture of it and I will research it. And then I will find out that I was right. It was medicine. This flower could be used for insect bite or something like that. So I got this very natural connection to nature. And I decided just to be open with it and go with the flow. That was my, my main thing that happened within the 30 days. And after the 30 days, we decided to do a ceremony, a cacao ceremony, as they do in the Mayans. So we will have the ceremonial cacao. And then we had not a lot, a lot, because it was our first time. So I think we had two grams each. We got into chocolate. And then it will just be in silent meditation, because something we learned that these people in the jungle, the Mayans, they don't see mushroom as a drug. They see mushroom as of going to school in silent meditation, receiving important information. It's not something you eat with a group of a lot of people that you don't know first. And it's not something you eat while going to a techno party. Not at all. They're like, this is not the way you should use it. You should use it in silent meditation eat it, close your eyes, have the information, write them down, go with all these things you learn from these mushrooms, because these mushrooms are teachers, and for you to connect not only with yourself, but with important information. And we had full respect for that. So this is exactly how we were having our mushroom. It was in silent meditation in our jungle house. And my, some of you might think, what about Elliot? What happened with Elliot? First of all, while we did um, the mushroom, we were so confident and so relaxed now because our perspective on mushroom had changed completely. So we were very relaxed with it. So Elliot was actually sleeping in his bed in the bedroom while we did our mushroom ceremony in the living room. And also for the fact that when you eat this amount, it, for us it was like that that if something happened and I had to go help Elliot, I will be able to open my eyes, walking to him and, and just act normal, you know, have all the full capacity to be there for him. So we were very safe with that. But something I also want to share with you is that because we changed our perspective of us mushroom, I was eating the mushroom with the very known fact that Elliot would be microdose because he was at that point still drinking mummy milk. So I knew that through my milk he will actually receive a little of the psilocybin from the mushroom. And then you might think, did something change in Elliot too? And yes it did. Actually a lot changed in him. That Elliot is a pretty clever boy in many ways, but something that changed in him during this whole period of microdosing is that we noticed that he maybe from one day to another would wake up and have new words that he never had before. He will ask deeper questions, he will sing the alphabet, he will go to drums and start to play drums just with him to follow a beat. So something definitely changed in him, but in a very beautiful in a, and in a very good way. And um, so just if you had questions about Iliad. So we did this mushroom ceremony in the jungle and it was very beautiful. I also need to share it was completely funny. It was hilarious. Um, for those of you who have already eaten mushroom, you know that you get this sense of happiness in your body when you eat it. So you get very joyful 
we felt that too but it was hilarious in the fact that we decided to after recommendation to to sit still or lay still and receive information but then sometimes during the night we will we will share with each other what do you see and what like what do i see and the thing is that my information i got through the mushroom was very mathematic and very seriously and i was so busy in understanding all these numbers and shapes and information but when i asked max so what do you see then i saw a dog and then it raised its paw and the paw was made out of glass and and i was like what and then we would laugh like small teenagers so so we had um we had a beautiful beautiful and very laughable and very funny night i need to share that mark also had some beautiful beautiful sacred information not just dogs walking around with class pores <laughs> or something like that so the main thing with this chapter is first of all to share this openness to change your perspective because the thing is that because we were open for changing our perspective our mind actually did change physically for the fact that through microdosing the new neural paths connected in our brain so something actually physically scientifically changed in our mind but we also find it beautiful that you may come from one belief system and you may be schooled or teach or learn this is the way you do it or this is the way to do it So this chapter is to share the option, the possibilities in being open to change your perspective. And maybe some of you who have listened to this podcast now believe too that mushroom is a drug and maybe by listening to this you believe that we are completely crazy <laughs> that we were eating mushrooms in the jungle. But maybe you would love to do some research. Maybe it's time to change perspective on things. It can be changed perspective on the way your best friend do things that you don't, you know? Because I I think that that if we are open for changing our perspective, we can learn so much new, so much more new. And just the willing willingness of not being stopped in your mind and in your way will open so many doors for you. So this is our main message today is to be open to change your perspective on whatever it is. So I hope you feel this chapter was very inspiring and as I said earlier if you have any questions just feel free to write of us. We are very open to to answer on anything. And we will come back soon with the next chapter and until then I wish every one of you the best day ever.